Welcome to the Beyond Fitness Podcast with Mel and Bree. I'm Mel. And I'm Bree. And we're two moms on a mission to educate and empower others to take charge of their health by ditching the all or nothing mentality, leading by example, and living life without deprivation. Making improvements to your health doesn't have to be hard. And we want you to have the tools to teach your family that you can be healthy and enjoy life. Hey there. Well, hello. How are you? Oh, you know, just another day living the dream like a champ. Yeah. That's so <laughs> fake. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? I woke up today. So right there, that's a good day. There you go. There you yeah. go. And, and Monday's over. So. Yes, pretty much. That's so, a beautiful thing. Um, oh. But we did have a good weekend. I mean, it was good. a chill weekend. We tried out a new restaurant where I ate almost way too much food. But, you know, I, I was totally content with that because I don't eat like that very often. And, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um. So red was it red flame steakhouse on 1488 down past 2978 i know that's a bit far for you but mm-hmm. um it's oh my gosh so so good um so it's a like a small little place um mm-hmm. it's you know like i mean it's not ridiculously priced but it's not like cheap steaks right um so we went there with my sister and brother-in-law and we had a couple of adult beverages and they have these rolls that just like melt in your mouth and they come, so you know, like a macaroni roll, they um, bring you like olive oil with some like cracked pepper. Mm-hmm. Well, this place brings you olive oil with chimichurri in the middle of it. Okay. And have you read Jimmy Cherry? I don't think so. So it's, I forget what herbs Jimmy Cherry uses, but um, it's like these green, it's, oh my gosh, it's, it's delicious. You like Jimmy Cherry sauce is just, oh my gosh, melts in your mouth. But so they mix it with olive oil. It's, it's not the same as like pesto, but it's kind of like that idea. It's green. Um, but anyways, it was delicious and that was just the bread (laughs) Mm. and then I my dinner came with a salad so I had a salad with a side of balsamic vinaigrette and their balsamic vinaigrette was like one of the best I've ever tasted Mm -hmm. and then they brought my dinner and I got honey beer salmon and then TJ had a Kentucky bourbon or barbecue um burger okay that sounds good and then uh jeff and Lindsay had steak and they split like they got a big steak so they split it and um and everybody's meals were amazing and then some of the guys got up and went to the bathroom so us girls were like hmm, i think we're gonna order dessert because you know why not um well they had this one dessert and i don't even remember what it was called but basically this brownie with ice cream on top and they have this ginormous shell like chocolate bulb on top Mm -hmm. and they have it's soaked in 151 alcohol 
and right. they light it they light it on fire in front of you mm-hmm. <laughs> it's funny because I didn't know there was alcohol in it which mm-hmm. makes sense now that I think about it because how else would it have caught fire right. like that like how else would it have flamed? but so you know it melts when they set it on fire the chocolate it just basically turns into a chocolate sauce and it melts with the alcohol and I went to go take a bite of it not expecting it. and you know like you know, you, when you don't know alcohol's in something and you take a drink of it or a bite of it and it's just that shocking, like, mm-hmm. oh my, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what I had. But like, cause I literally had dipped my spoon in the chocolate that melted, mm-hmm. not knowing that it was 151. And I, I, I swore it was like a shot of alcohol with a dash of chocolate. Oh gosh. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like it was good it was just really Really? shocking and not something I don't do alcohol like that in my desserts so yeah (laughs) so um but I was I left there a happy camper the food was good uh the salmon had like this glaze that you would dip it in oh my gosh it was absolutely delicious and their mashed potatoes like it was yeah so I was very fat and happy. And then we had friends over on Sunday and TJ made a pot roast, but he did it in um, a Dutch oven on the barbecue mm-hmm. with like sweet potatoes and potatoes and onions and chunks of garlic. And oh my gosh. So I was like nice, fat and happy this weekend. Nice. That sounds great. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was. It was. I was. Not, I mean, you know, I've gotten to the point now where I don't eat to the point where I'm stuffed. Usually when I eat, like even if I'm eating out or a lot, I, I never get to the point where I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm in so much pain. Yeah, same. same. But I was definitely content. Yeah. Like I was like, oh yeah, like my belly's doing a happy dance. <laughs> <laughs> so it was yeah it was good and then I made a bunch of like I made some yogurt bark for the kids I made some um peanut butter chocolate chip banana muffins and some energy bites and so you're just like a total super mom this weekend I didn't do crap uh, well you know I I love to cook that I love to be in the kitchen like if you get some good music on Mm-mm. Um, I will just like, I I think I probably had um, what's that song by Megan Trainer? It's the Peanut movie. Um, you are asking the wrong person. You know that. Oh my gosh, feel better when I'm dancing. I had that song on repeat. Sure. Like I was just dancing. If you heard the song, you'd probably be like, oh yeah, yeah I know that song. Mm. Um, but I had that song on repeat, and I was dancing up a storm, cooking like meals or snacks and like just totally content like exercise which the dancing part is and cooking in the kitchen those are like my ways to de-stress or just to like relax now if I'm forced to cook that not so much but like if I if it was my choice to be in the kitchen and I'm doing things I enjoy doing, like making things I enjoy making, then that's a totally different story. Well, how about you cook and I'll eat and clean? <laughs> okay. Hey, I'm fine with that. I hate the cleaning. Okay. 
I I love the cleaning. I can't oh, stand no. cooking, but I love food. Like I can't I can't stand my kitchen being messy either. It drives me crazy. Oh yeah, <sighs> it drives my husband crazy too. He's like, he made it he made it a rule a long time ago. He's like, all right, when you cook, you clean. And mm-hmm. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. And he's like, well, when you cook, it looks like a tornado came through the kitchen. So yeah. I'm not cleaning up that mess. That's that like, scooter. He's a just, <laughs> it's like it explodes. You know, I yeah. clean as I cook. It's like, oh, yeah. I'm done with this. Let me put it away. I'm done. And so, yeah, we totally different methods. That's how he does it too. He, he cleans while he cooks, but I'm usually yeah. multitasking and doing like a couple different things like at one time. So mm-hmm. it's hard for me to clean up. Well, if things are in the oven and I'm waiting for them to get ready, or to be ready, then I'll go through and like clean the kitchen, the dishes, whatever. But if like in the moment, heck no. I'm like, that can wait. Like I'm cooking. Watch out. More so. power to you. <laughs> but yes, you can have the cleaning anytime you want. I will not say no to that. No worries. That's my jam. That's my happy place. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> All right. Well, talking about all this food gets me excited to talk about our topic tonight. So tonight we're going to talk about belly fat and the best ways to get rid of it. Because I don't know about you, but I get people asking me all the time, like how to deflab or tone down their midsection. Oh, yeah. It's one of the biggest questions. I think every person in the in the fitness space gets for sure yeah and I think there's the main things that people have to realize um which we'll talk about tonight when it comes to belly fat it's not just something that you can wish away or do some abdominal crunches and it be gone it doesn't work like that um so but there's several factors that actually play a part Um, in belly fat, including like hormonal changes, um, your genes, your genetics, Mm -hmm. uh, loss of muscle mass. And then of course, you know, your, your nutrition, Mm -hmm. um, or activity. Um, so when, and I'm sure many, many, many of people that are listening to this podcast, um, you know, have tried to get rid of it at one point point or another sure and you probably have tried pills or supplements or fad diets but none of those methods work um and really in a lot of cases can be unsafe um so what we're going to talk about is some things to focus on that will actually help you get less in that body fat get rid of it um to a point uh, because you're always going to have fat around your belly like Mm -hmm. that's just normal the amount varies but you oh it's healthy to have some fat around your belly. you need it to protect your organs right Um, so it's, it's kind of important um but so you know like i said everybody has belly fat Um, But in large quantities, it can be harmful. Now, there's two types of belly fat. You have what's called subcutaneous. So Mm -hmm. 
um, your subcutaneous is what sits under your skin, just that layer of fat that sits under the skin. And then you have what's called visceral fat. Mm-hmm. Now, visceral fat is the one that we're going to mostly discuss today because that's most important in this scenario. So visceral fat is this layer of fat that surrounds your organs around your abdomen. Mm-hmm. So, and then um, when reducing the amount, so let me back up a second because <laughs> I'm getting excited and I just love this <laughs> about this topic. <laughs> Okay. So I know, I know. So um, when you have excess amount of visceral fat, it actually can be significantly harmful to your health. Um, it can lead to things like heart disease, high blood pressure, stroke, type 2 diabetes, um, cancer, asthma, even Alzheimer's and dementia has been linked to excess visceral fat. Mm-hmm. So there's, oh, when, as we get older, we gain weight because as we get older, our home, hormones are changing, we're losing muscle mass. Um, so the tendency to increase fat goes up. But the goal is to have it go everywhere, not centered around your abdominal area. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously we can't, we can't, we can't just be like, all right, fat, just spread out. Right. <laughs> I want to push you over here. <laughs> it doesn't work like that, but there are key things that you can do to lessen the chance of it going straight to that visceral layer. Mm-hmm. So, um, Visceral fat actually releases hormones that can lead to, like I said, those things, type 2 heart, um, diabetes, heart conditions, you know, other issues. It's very responsive to what someone eats. So you really have to think about your making dietary changes when you have large amounts of this type of fat. Mm-hmm. Um, so things like avoiding sugary drinks, sodas and juices. Now for a lot of people that they consume large amounts of that, but it's one of the easiest things to remove from your diet. Now, when I say remove, am I saying you can't ever have a soda again or can't have orange juice? No, I'm not saying that, but do you really need to have two or three of those a day? Or do you even really need to have one every single day? Maybe if you're doing two or three a day, drop it down to one a day. See how you do for a couple of weeks. And then after that, if you're doing really well, maybe you do one every couple of days. And you replace that with water. Because Lord knows we could all do with more water in our life. Mm -hmm. Um. For me personally, now I've never been like a huge soda drinker, but when I was younger, I did, you know, have at least a Coke every day, um, you know, in my teens, early 20s. Well, I cut that out a long time ago and occasionally now I'll have like a Sprite if I have an upset tummy. But when my husband and I go to the movie theaters, we usually will get 
a Coke Icy and split it. And honestly, I take like three or four sips and I'm done just because it's so sweet. Mm, Yep. And you just, it's just something that may seem really hard to cut out in the beginning, but as time goes on, you find it getting easier and easier. And it's something that has no nutritional value. And just because you're drinking juice that comes from fruit does not mean it's nutritious. Because honestly, when you're juicing your fruits, um, vegetables, the meat gets left behind. So you're just getting the liquid, which mm-hmm. means that you're not getting the fiber. You're not getting, you're missing out on some key um, nutrients that are going to um, give you that satiation or that the satiety. I can't mm-hmm. even think of what word. Satiety. Thank you. Um, keep you fuller or longer. You're just basically getting liquid. Mm-hmm. So, um, you're not get it's not as healthy as you would think pure juice is because you're missing out on a lot of things. Again, I'm not saying that you should completely cut it out of your diet or avoid it, but it's something that I would recommend thinking twice about having on a regular basis. Right. I mean, honestly, so my, my mom was, um, diagnosed as pre-diabetic. And it's not that she eats horrible. I mean, she doesn't eat amazing, but she doesn't eat like you would think a diabetic person would, but Mm -hmm. she didn't drink water and she drank tons of milk and juice. Mm. And once she started cutting that out, I mean, she, she, she won't let go of her milk, but she only has one glass a day. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, honestly, I think that's fine. Like, you don't want to be miserable and start relying on other things. But mm-hmm. that made such a huge difference in her overall health by mm. just making those couple little changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it's really important that you um, avoid, like, the super sugary thing. And it, even foods, like the processed or foods that are high in trans fat, they almost Mm -hmm. like really target that visceral layer. It's almost like they go directly to that Mm -hmm. because the visceral layer is somewhat insulin driven, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, So sorry, like alcohol also falls in that category, alcohol, sugary Mm -hmm. drinks, um, processed sugars, trans fat, all of those things can lead to excess fat around those organs. Mm -hmm. Now, some things that you could do besides, I don't want to just make it negative and talk about things that we're avoiding, Mm -hmm. but you can also try eating healthier protein, eating more fiber-rich foods. Um, By doing that, that again, will help you feel fuller longer. Um, You'll be less driven for that need for sugar. Mm -hmm. Um, You're going to be less snacky. I feel like a lot of people, when they reach for their sugar, it's when they feel the need to snack. Do you you agree with that? Mm -hmm. Yep. 
So if you're feeling fuller by getting, you know, healthy fats, lean proteins, um, you're going to be less likely to want to, to snack and it'll help reduce those sugary cravings. Right. And then with your healthy fats, like things like avocados, chia seeds, fish, nuts, nut butters, oils, um, can also help reduce those cravings. Yep. So with your nutrition, that's going to be the, the best way to reduce the opportunity, reduce the amount or the opportunity for uh, large amounts of visceral fat. Right. Um, now, taking nutrition out of it, there's also some ways to help um, with the visceral fat. So exercise. I mean, that's now we always say like nutrition is key. And I still believe that, but exercising can help increase your metabolism, which Mm -hmm. can help reduce the visceral fat as well. Mm -hmm. So it's really good. And I'm not just saying go to the gym, you know, go on the treadmill for an hour Now, I do think cardio is good for you, and it's something that should be incorporated, whatever that looks like for you in your workout routine, but it's really important that you are doing um, strength training, Mm -hmm. because when you focus on building muscle, um, muscle burn calories at rest, so you just did, you know, um, leg day. You spent... 30 to 45 minutes doing leg day at the gym. You worked really hard. You did squats. You did lunges. You, you know, you worked all the things. Um, Mm -hmm. Your muscles are tearing down. They, you know, you're tearing them down while you're working out. Well, now they go through this phase of repairing. They're rebuilding. So they're coming back stronger. Your body needs energy in order to do that. So your metabolism has, is, is, going to be increased by you going through all of that. So while you're sitting there after that workout or for like the next day, you're laying in bed, you're burning calories by laying there because you did that workout. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so, and that's another good way to help attack that visceral layer of fat. Because again, we want to reduce that because it's can be extremely harmful to your health. You know, take away the aesthetics of it. Right. We have to think about how it's affecting our health, which Mm -hmm. honestly, I wish most people would focus on, but I get it. We are so driven by appearance Mm -hmm. that that's usually what people jump to first. Right. Um, But it really needs to be about your health because if you don't have your health, if you're lying there on your deathbed, does it really matter what you look like? Mm-hmm. I I mean, hope <laughs> if, you, if you think about it, like, does, is that really going to make a difference? It wouldn't right. to me. I'd be like, well, I don't care what I look like. I look like crap. I'm dying. Right. Like, right. <laughs> not a big deal. Um, right. A couple other things that I'm just going to touch on. I'm not going to go into big detail because I know we've kind of visited them on past podcasts. But things like stress. Mm-hmm. You know, because stress is affected by hormones. So mm-hmm. is sleep, which is another one I'm going to bring up. 
but that affects your hormones, which your hormones can also lead to um, increasing, which we talked about, uh, cortisol levels and can affect that visceral layer of fat. Right. So if you're stressed out all the time, that could be potentially a reason why you're gaining more belly fat than normal. Now, if it's just usually stress is accompanied by overeating. It's not just like you get stressed out and all of a sudden you balloon out in the belly. Right. But stress usually will cause you to overeat or undereat, which can affect your metabolism and mm-hmm. make you gain weight in that area. Mm-hmm. So that's something to keep in mind as well. Um, poor sleep, same thing. Um, it, you know, not sleeping well is linked to weight gain. Um, especially if you're only getting short bouts of it, or if even if that maybe you're getting eight hours, but how much of that eight hours are you actually getting quality sleep? Right. And you're the sleep expert, so you could probably weigh in on that more than I can. But, um, I know that, yeah, I mean, because when you're not getting enough sleep, your body's like what you said earlier, that's when, you know, rest repairs, recovers all that. So it's not doing your cortisol levels are likely increased. Um, when you're not sleeping, you tend to be snackier. Mm-hmm. And that's not true for everybody. But it can lead to, you know, you're not sleeping as much. And then you're snacky. And then you, you're eating later because you're not sleeping well. And it's just this vicious cycle, right? So you're eating even though you're not really hungry. But you're up later because you're not sleeping. And, and you're just continuing down this path. Um, and eating before you, you go to bed is, can really jack up your digestion. So you could even be eating like really good stuff too. But if your digestion is all messed up, Mm -hmm. that's not doing you any favors. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Um, yeah, it's, it's just, everything is connected. Oh yeah, for sure. Really the best way to say it. So Um, the four pillars you've got sleeping or sleep, stress, nutrition and exercise and they're all interconnected mm-hmm. they usually when one affected at least one or more of the other ones is affected by that mm-hmm. it yep it, it trickles down it's mm-hmm. like if you it's like if you tweak something in your neck how you feel it everywhere else mm-hmm. oh yeah you know um you you can't have one without the other and yeah i definitely this is a good podcast that feeds well off of the one we did on cortisol Mm -hmm. last week or the week before. Um, so I'd really recommend going back and double check, try that again. Um, listen to that one. And then this just help explains it further, why you really need to get that under control, especially if you're struggling with belly fat. Yes. Um, and also another one that I want to touch on, um, is smoking. So there's been Mm -hmm. several studies that have linked smoking, um, as a risk factor, a risk, risk factor to increased belly fat or people still doing that. They are, they, they, they are. (laughs) Mm. I know. Um, actually I had a client a couple weeks ago that, she had just started with me 
and she smokes about a pack a day. Oh my goodness. I know. I know. And she tried the patch mm. and it didn't really work for her. And I mean, she has others like internal issues going on. Um, and she used to be like three packs a day. Wow. And how, how, I don't even know how that's possible to be honest, but, um, yeah, there's people that still do that, but a lot of them are like around our age. Um, maybe just a tad bit younger, um, or older and have been doing it since their teenage years. Wow. And then of course you have vaping, um, which is not exactly the same thing, but you're still getting nicotine. Um, I think it's worse. <laughs> so I don't, you know, I don't know. I mean, like this, because it's so new, the studies on it just aren't conclusive. Um, it's not harmful for at least from the studies that I've seen. It's not like harmful, like smoking cigarettes was for um, being around it, like secondhand smoke, because it was the tar, the paper um, that was harmful for people being around it where you don't have that with vaping. Yeah, I get that from a secondhand perspective, but I don't know about you, but I don't want to be somebody's getting big. No, oh, that, no, no, no. It's no. just, no. <laughs> no, thank you. No, um, but that's something that smoking is just something that um, if you can, you should try to avoid it because it can lead to, it can lead to a, you know, a number of health issues, but uh, visceral fat is also one of those issues. Yeah. Well, can I just say, I love that she's starting to work with you and that she's gone from three packs a day to one. I yeah. A huge accomplishment. So oh. kudos to her. Yeah. Good for her. And one, she also would do like energy drinks, mm. like three of them a day. Oh, and, goodness. and we got her down to, well, we, we went from three today to two a day to one a day. And now it's like one every two days. Nice. So that's awesome progress. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's huge. Um, and I mean, I, I remind her all the time. I'm like, it may not be exactly where she wants to be to end up, but she's getting there. It just yeah, takes time and patience. Absolutely. Baby steps, baby yes. steps. That's awesome. I mean, baby steps are so important. And I know a lot of people <laughs> struggle with that idea, but mm -hmm. it, it really is so important. Um, but yeah, so again, just reiterating, when you have excess belly fat, um, that is a sign that you are, oh, I don't want to say this and like scare people, but it puts you more at risk for health issues. Mm -hmm. And you can't target that area. You can't mm -hmm. go and work out and do a thousand crunches and all of the core strengthening exercises and just get that to come off. That is something that is mostly fueled from your nutrition. And then, of course, the other things that we talked about, sleep, stress, exercise can help with minimize it. Um, but And then I did 
Now, don't quote me on this. I did read somewhere some time back that there were studies done on animals. I think it was animals that showed being outside, getting outside, being in the direct sunlight, um, when we're walking around can help. I wish I could I, probably, I kick myself in the butt for saying this on here, but, um, <laughs> it does. What is it? I'm trying to remember it. Um, uh, can lead to reduction in weight gain. And I think it was metabolic, metabolic dysfunction. Mm. If I'm remembering it correctly, which I guess it kind of makes sense because you think about it, if you're outside, you, usually the sun fuels you, it gives you more energy. Um, it makes you feel more free. So, mm-hmm. um, it gets your, you're getting out, you're moving, you're getting your metabolism going. Um, I'll have to look at that. So again, don't quote me on that. I just thought it was something that was interesting that I read. Um, if I'm, I really wish I could. it was a study done by, Oh, it was like an, it was an international journal of some kind. Now I'm gonna have to go look through my notes and, <laughs> and yeah, but I just thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, if anything, just get outside, get some more sun and that'll, I'm not saying it's going to make all the belly weight fall off, but at least make you more happy. Mm-hmm. That I know for sure. Getting outside, bringing that fresh air, it just does Absolutely. something for you that you just feel more alive. Amen to that. So do you have anything you would like to share or add? No, I, I don't think so. So I'm like running through my mental list of all the things and no, I think you summed it up. Well, um, I just can't speak enough into getting outside and prioritizing your sleep and trying to minimize your stress. And I know mm-hmm. that's super easy just to say, <laughs> oh, especially yeah. with the current climate. Um, but really, you know, focus on, focus on your sleep and being outdoors and just getting that movement in and prioritizing yourself above all. Um, otherwise you're just going to continue to be that hamster on a wheel. Yeah. <laughs> that just keeps going and going. Yeah. It's yeah. exhausting. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just thinking about it is exhausting. Yeah. Um, no, I th- thank you for those tips. And if you find that study, let me know. And I can link it in the show notes if you find it. Before yes. I'll look it up. You, I know. I, I know I have it yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'll send it to you. Yeah. Well, you know, it goes back to uh, like our ancestors. I mean, they went to bed when the sun went down, they woke up when the sun rose and they were more active than we are. Um, they ate what grew in the ground or what mm-hmm. was running in front of them. You know, it was just, I think the closer we can get back to those basics, a lot of things would improve. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, you have to think about how healthy our ancestors were and mm-hmm. what they did to be healthy. And we can't compare ourselves to them because we, we've we evolved so much that right. we don't need to go out and kill our own food to right. survive. Right. Um, we don't need to farm our own food. Like, we can just go to the grocery store for that. Right. Um, Which is super convenient, but it also leads us to being a lot less active. 
That's why we had to go to the gym and exercise. Do you think our yep. ancestors went to the gym to exercise? Nope. No. Yeah. No, they ran away from lions. That and they like. Or dinosaurs. They washed their own clothes by hand. Right. They beat the crap out of their rugs to get them right. clean. Like, right. clothes like- they were just more active. Yeah. Yep. In their day to day, which if you think about it, all the exercises that we do mimic day to day activity. Right. And yep. that's what that's what they were designed for. It was to mimic day. So when I see people doing things like burpees, I'm like, when in our day to day do we do that kind of stuff? Never. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, that's why I don't do that. <laughs> I mean, there, I I'll do like a modified version because mm-hmm. you do you know, lower yourself to the ground and there are times where you step back with your feet, but to like come and jump up and jump back and do a push up in between all of that. I'm like, "Mm, no. Yeah. I'll pass. Thanks. But that's just, that's just me. (laughs) Maybe there is somebody that does that. I don't know. (laughs) You know, I used to do them a lot. Like if I put myself through a, like just wanted to kick my own ass type of thing. Uh Um, but I, I almost I considered it for half a second tonight. I was like, do I feel like doing a burpee or two? And I was like, no, no. nope. The feeling is gone. I'm good. So as yeah. much as I hate running, I hate burpees more. So oh no, yeah, it's a That's, pretty it's a pretty close tie for me. That those are the only two things I can legitimately say. I have a hate relationship with. Not like a love hate relationship. Like I do some other activities no that mm-hmm. one those are purely like i loathe them yeah push-ups are right up there at the top i just don't like them See, i think i like different. i love push-ups they're weird though i i well I, I mean i guess it depends on what kind of push-up you do but <laughs> well and i get it like a lot of women especially women that i've worked with hate push-ups because mm-hmm. women tend to be weaker, weaker there. there yeah, yeah. I mean, and, I can do them. I just yeah. don't like them. And they yeah. don't like me either. The feeling's mutual, so it's fine. It's totally fine. <laughs> like, I, I've, I've come to terms with that. Yep. And, we don't like each other, but we do yeah. them because we like to have symmetry and, you know, not have lagging body parts. So, yeah. yep. All right, sister. Thank All you right. for the information. Absolutely. Anytime. Thanks for letting me share. Always. Have a great one. You too. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Beyond Fitness with Mel and Bree. We'd love to have your feedback and have you subscribe to our podcast. To connect with us, feel free to look us up on Facebook at Beyond Fitness with Mel and Bree, or you can find Mel on Instagram at Mel Hammonds or Bree at Hope Faith Get Fit. Until next time. <laughs>